Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim and happy new year. This is the first podcast of the new year so I hope you had a good one and I hope this year is everything you hope and wish for and I'm just wondering so are you a new year's resolution or new year new you kind of person because honestly I am. I know a lot of people aren't and I think it's seen as a little bit cringy to have that mindset of new year, new me, but I've always been like that. I really like the feeling of a fresh start. And if last year is not what you hoped it was and not what you expected, don't worry, that was the same for me. Last year, 2023 was, oh, it was not it. (laughs) It was not my year, not at all. So, Hopefully 2024 is your year and honestly even if last year is not what you were hoping for or expecting this is a new opportunity it's we're starting out completely on a new slate I mean just waking up and starting a new day you're on a fresh slate but there's something different about a new year it's it's like a complete reset to me anyway and If you feel like you did not have the growth that you wanted or expected, I saw this TikTok video and she said, have you grown this year? And she was like, no, 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 I'm not asking how much you grew or how much, how little. It's a yes or no question. Did you grow this year? And the answer's got to be yes. So the fact that the answer is yes means if there was growth last year, there will be growth this year. So you should be proud of yourself for whatever growth you have made because I think, honestly, we put too many expectations on ourselves. Oh, my cat is licking my monitor. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, we put, I think, too many expectations on ourselves and when we're not able to hit all the goals that we set for ourselves, it can be really disheartening. But honestly, don't worry about that because, like I said, it's... A fresh start so I just want to address that the last podcast I listened back to it uh, to edit it and it did not sound good I mean I posted it anyway because I did it I'm gonna post what I have not everything has to be perfect but I was low energy and honestly I have come to the conclusion that if I'm low energy I'm not recording a podcast because it just it doesn't convey the energy that I want. And I also kept saying dandelion root instead of marshmallow root. So that, oh, anyway, <laughs> it's done, it's out there now, it's posted. So what I want to talk about today is you are what you do. So I felt very inspired because um, I was going through some some posters because my love has made many posters and many does out pieces of artwork because he does graphic design and he also did uh, well he's doing a degree in, de- in graphic design and he did a foundation year in art as well so he made a lot of artwork and one of the posters said you are what you do and we got that out I did stick up on the wall but it was too heavy so it kept falling down so when we move house which we're planning on doing at some point we will get that stuck up properly because I love that poster. And he drew flowers all over it for me as well to make it 
you know, more my, not not specifically more my style, but for me, and I, I really appreciated that. So that is where the inspiration for this episode came from. Oops. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm knocking things over. And I think this podcast is coming at a good time because it is the new year. And this is the time when we can really redefine ourselves and who we want to be, who we want to be. And we can change our identity at any time. Not just the new year, but it, like I said, it's a really good time to. And I think sometimes we get so stuck in the identity that we have created for ourselves, but you can change and you do have control over your identity, your life, your career, your relationships. You have control and the main thing in that is action. It's not what you say, it's what you do. So I feel like you are what you do has multiple meanings, all valid, and I think they can apply at different times in your life or they can apply for different areas of your life. So let's get into it. So the first kind of, I guess I've got like three categories or three different breakdowns, is actions speak louder than words. So Carl Jung, the, most of us will have probably heard of Carl Jung, the psychiatrist and psychoanalyst, he said, you are what you do, not what you say you'll do. So actions speak louder than words. And I think this is especially relevant for people who can talk, because I guess we we can all say whatever we want. It's easy to say what we want about ourselves. And a lot of us believe it ourselves. So not only do we say the things that we want others to believe, we say what we also want to believe. And if we say something enough, if we repeat it enough, we will start to believe it. Even if you're in denial, other people can see through it. Most people. I mean, there's some people who are great bullshitters. Fantastic. I know some people like that. And then I know some people who are really not. Now, if you're lying to yourself, if you're in denial, it's easy because you are convinced of that. Um, But like I said, often others can see through it, not just because of what we say, but through our actions. So it's things like, I am a good person. You know, it's often things that we want to believe ourselves about ourselves, even if they're not true, and even if deep down we know they're not true. Like, I am a good person, or I'm an honest person, but you lie, and you lie to yourself. Not necessarily lie to yourself, but you tell yourself, well, they're justified lies, so that doesn't really count. Or, I'm a good friend, but you borrow money and don't pay it back. You only call your friends to talk about your problems. You're dismissive of your friend's problems. You're unreliable unless you need something from that friend. So we often don't want to look at our negative traits because it doesn't make us feel good about ourselves. Let's be honest, it's difficult to look at these negative aspects of ourselves and have to face that. But that doesn't mean that they're not there. Just because you ignore that, it doesn't mean it's going away. And... How will you address these problems or traits? How will you address these traits to change them if you won't even look at them? So this is when shadow work comes in. And something I, shadow work is something I did struggle with for a while, but there are prompts on Pinterest, 
loads of prompts on TikTok. I, re I actually really like TikTok for shadow work prompts. Um, YouTube and Google, if you go Google shadow work prompts, there's so many on there, or different ways of really dissecting these traits and why you act a certain way and why you don't want to look at them. And when you do the shadow work, what you want to think about is how to align your actions with your words. Because when you say something, that's obviously the person you want to be. Because otherwise, why would you say that about yourself, to yourself and to others? So, I would suggest listing down the traits of what you want to embody. Like, for example, being a good friend. What does that entail? What does a good friend have? What traits does a good friend have? And list these. And then look at your own actions and think, mm, are these lining up? And if not, that's something you need to work on. And the second kind of meaning that I got from you are what you do is again identity. And it's kind of the opposite. So when you feel like you're not doing something well enough or enough times to identify with something we often don't want to identify with it because we don't feel worthy or good enough and I think there's often too much focus on identity and labels and if you if you identify too much with something it's hard to change that because the ego does not want to be proved wrong the ego wants to be right so if you tell yourself something even if it's negative it, when you try to convince yourself otherwise your ego's like wait a minute that's not the identity we've given ourselves that can't be true so again that's where shadow work comes in and you need to break down why you're identifying with negative traits so I just want to say if you are doing something you are that if you're writing you're a writer if you're making art you're an artist if you're running, you're a runner. If you're baking, you're a baker, okay? I don't care how bad you think you are at said thing or how slowly you're progressing because there's no rules to this. I mean, I guess there's specific definitions, but definitions change and they're quite flexible. Like, if you are making art, you are an artist. Why does it matter if you're not showing your art to anybody, if you're not selling it, if you're not extremely well known. Being an artist is making art. You know, it's, I think sometimes we don't want to identify with something because we think about what will other people think. Because, right, first of all, nobody is perfect when they start something. And secondly, you don't need to be perfect, ex perfect at something to identify with that. If we care too much about what others think, we're never going to be able to be the person we want because people put their own limiting beliefs onto you and that's because they're projecting onto you. Because they don't think they're good enough, they don't want you to think you're good enough because it's threatening to them. And I've had this experience myself, so I have said before, I was just talking, well, this is while I was doing my degree. I was saying to a friend who was doing the degree as well, I said, when we're herbalists, and she's like, whoa, whoa, no, wait a minute, Kim. She said, we are herbalists. And I was like, wait a minute, yeah, we are. Even though we didn't actually finish the degree yet, 
we were still practicing in the clinic. We were taking patients. We were doing everything a herbalist did. We just didn't have the piece of paper at the end of it. So it's, I think, imposter syndrome as well. So when you doubt yourself, write down the list of traits that that person does. Like in my case, when my friend said, no, we are herbalists, what does a herbalist do? We were doing all of that. So like the last thing about when you lie to yourself about the positive things, when you're doubting yourself and thinking these negative things about yourself, saying, oh, no, I can't identify with that. If you're doing it, like I said, if you're doing it, you are it. So write down the traits or the things that this person does, um, that a person does of the thing you're trying to identify with. Um, oh, let me give you an example. Okay, so what does an artist do? Write down that list. If you're doing these things, if you can identify with those traits, then you can identify with that label. And I think society, no, I don't think, I know, society has an obsession with perfection. And a lot of parents and peers, but I think, thankfully, society is moving away from that idea that everything has to be perfect. So don't think, just because you're not perfect at something, that you can't identify with that. Because you can. Like I said, there's no rules. And I love imperfections. Beautiful imperfections. It gives something character. If something is too neat and polished, it lacks personality. And there is a certain feeling that you get when you've done something that you could have just bought or somebody else did, even if it is perfect, but there's a certain feeling you get when you've done something and you look at it and you stand back and you're like, I did that. Even if it's not perfect, you know you've done it. So try to celebrate that and celebrate yourself for the things you are doing and be able to identify with it. Like, it would not be my mum if she didn't say something wrong. If she didn't get something wrong. That is like her personal trademark and I love that about her. So just, like I said, just because it's not perfect doesn't mean it's not valid, doesn't mean you're not enough or doing enough. Perfection's overrated, honestly. Perfection is, at times, boring. Oh, now speaking of boring, how you spend your day is how you spend your life. So if you're spending your day doing boring things, you're going to have a boring life. Now, I was shocked when I heard this. But it's so obvious, especially as I got older, because when you're young and in your teen years, your life is changing a lot. It's always changing as you go through different years in school and then you grow up. Your mind is changing so much. But I'm 24 now, so I've had a few years in adulthood. And when I look back, I've seen that some years it's just like been the same. Yeah, I've done some huge things and I've been on holiday and I've done this. But that is not what we think about. That's not the main thing. So you are what you do, as in the day-to-day -day things. It's not necessarily... I don't even want to say it's not necessarily. It's not the big things. It's your day-to-day -day life that creates who you are and what you do. Now, this is scary, especially if you are someone who has experienced 
well, when you look back and you feel like, oh, yeah, no, I don't do exciting things on the day-to-day, so my life has not been exciting. Is this my life forever? No. You have control over your own life. You can take it and run with it, whatever you want to do. So what I would suggest is romanticising your life. Because yes, there's a lot of mundane things we have to do in the day-to-day, so why not make it more exciting? Why not make it something that's going to feel better than it would if you just went through it in pilot mode? So, like walking to the shop, put a nice outfit on and your music, really feel yourself, and be observant. Look at things, just try to look at things in detail because we're in pilot mode, and I guarantee if you just take your regular walk to the shop or even your drive to the shop and you make a point to look out for things and observe things, I promise you will look for things and you will find things that you never saw before, things you never noticed. Because we're in pilot mode, our brains just don't see it and we're in our own head, we're in our own thoughts, we're always thinking. So that can make something, something that's boring into a new experience, honestly. And if you look for the beauty, so I used to live in an area that was not the best and it didn't look very good, but when I went out of my way to look, there were beautiful windows, you know, kind of like, not stained glass, but, um, let's just say stained glass, I'm not even going to try to explain, and then, you know, cracks in walls that looked like a certain shape, or flowers growing through cracks in the ground, there's things you that you will notice that are gorgeous. You just need to look for them. Uh, laundry is another example. Admire the smell of your laundry from the powders or essential oils you've used. If you're going the natural way, if you're not using the, the chemical laundry detergents. Admire your clothes. The clothes that you've been able to wear and that you've enjoyed wearing recently and that have served you. And Feel gratitude towards these clothes that you've been able to wear them and that you own these things. And again, listen to music or a podcast while you're doing it. I like to, if I'm doing something boring, I like to listen to something or watch something on top of it. Then it feels like I'm doing two in one. I get to do something I enjoy while also getting something a bit more boring out the way. Now, skincare. This is actually, I know a lot of people enjoy skincare. I don't enjoy it. I find it boring. It feels like a hassle. The water runs down my neck. I just, I don't enjoy it. So I try to do it in the shower. Well, the face washing part anyway. But to make that more enjoyable, I try to put some candles on and some incense, some nice relaxing music. I use products I like and that I enjoy that are good for my face and my skin. And I think I feel... I try to notice how good it feels on my skin because that's also being in your feminine. The more you're in your body, that's a feminine thing to be in your body rather than in your mind. So that's a really good way of connecting with yourself. And what do you want to spend your time doing? Because if the way you spend your day is how you spend your life, what is it in your life that you're not doing that you want to do? If you've just looked at your life and you've gone, oh my god, I'm not doing anything that brings me joy, I have a really boring day-to-day life, I'm not enjoying my job, I don't enjoy anything about my life. I'm sorry if you can hear noise, my cat is walking around everywhere. 
think about what you actually do want to do with your time and do more of that. Don't say, oh, there's no time. I don't have time for anything. There is time. Make time. Even 10 minutes. Because how long do you scroll on social media? Even if it's just 10 minutes, how else can you use that 10 minutes? And I think it can be really overwhelming sometimes when, especially if you're in a bit of a rut and you're not enjoying your life and nothing... Oh my god. I'm sorry, my cat is everywhere. So... Um, I'm so sorry I lost my train of thought. So, if you are in a rut, it can be really overwhelming. You know, if you're not doing anything that you enjoy, it can be so overwhelming to think about all the things you want to do and think, oh my god, how am I going to fit this all in? Or, I don't even enjoy doing these things anymore. Just build it up slowly. Slowly move towards the life that you want. Because things don't happen overnight. Some changes can happen overnight. Some huge changes can happen overnight. But generally, long-term sustainable change, it's a slow process. So just start with 10 minutes doing what you enjoy and then build it up because you will slowly find pleasure in these things again. Because when we're on social media, it's so easy. Our brains get lazy because we don't even really have to do anything, especially if it's uh, short form content. It's so fast, our brains don't even really get time to get bored because things are so, these videos are so short and then Pinterest, you can look at hundreds and thousands of pictures in an hour. So it's also relevant to New Year's resolutions. If you have set some slow changes that is how you're going to maintain your resolutions and that's how you're going to maintain changes because if you have ever made new year's resolutions or just overnight thought do you know what i need to start working out just as an example because that's a quite popular one um and then people start trying to do five mile runs five days a week and then they stop because it's overwhelming and it's like well yeah it's a, it's a complete shock to the system you need to ease it in, so maybe go for one 10 minute run, or even if you're not walking, go for walks, make the walks a bit longer, and then the next week, you know, do a 10 minute run, you know, like where you run for a little bit, and then slow down, you know, just build it up, I'm not very, I'm not explaining this extremely well, but, so don't take that advice maybe if you're trying to run, but my point is, Build things up, it's slow changes. And yeah, you can look at your life and think, oh, what a mess. In a year, or even just three months, think about how far you can be if you start something. So I will end the video here. The video? The podcast. I will end the podcast here. I hope you gain something. And I really do hope that this year brings you everything you are hoping for and I hope that you can make the changes within yourself to do that because you can't just sit around and wait for things to fall on your lap as much as you might wish that manifestation doesn't even work like that so I hope that your life changes and that you can change for the better as well and I hope to see you in the next one take care bye